0: Welcome to PlanetMullins.com. And welcome, everybody, to another edition of Planet Mullins Podcast. Today I have an amazing songwriter, producer, recording artist for children with me. Say hello to the amazing Greg Shelso, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Hey, everybody. Hey, Rob. How are you
0: doing? I'm doing great, man. And uh, I'm happy to see that you've got. Uh, you and your uh, compadre, Steve, of your band, Greg and Steve, you guys have a new album out, so let's just dive right in and tell me about all about the new album.
1: Well, pr- first of all, Rob, I do want to say that Steve couldn't be here today, so I'm, I'm letting you see him in person, just so everybody knows that he is not a fan. Oh, okay. <laughs> he, he, he couldn't be with us anyway. Uh, all righty. So we have a new album, Rob, and thank you for asking. Uh, believe it or not, this is our 20th album wow and uh we and even more strange this is our 45th plus years of uh recording for children so
0: incredible an
1: amazing journey man R- really crazy
0: how did you end up um you know because uh that many years ago i don't remember there being any children's artists really other than uh you know, if I think back to that time in my life, I go, well, okay, let's list all the top 10 children's artists. You kind of go, um, there was Mr. Rogers and there was Tiny Tim. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How
1: well, did you choose I'm that? not sure that Tiny Tim was really a children's artist. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, there were there were a few people there. Uh, there was a guy by the name of Tom Glazer. And then, um, you know, Ella, Ella Jenkins is probably the most famous within the school market. Uh, pete pete Seeger, of course did did some but they 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 were not ella was the only one that was really exclusively a children's artist and there was also a guy by the name of hap palmer now these were people that sold music just to the schools they did not get out to the general public and so here's what happened here's how steve and i really got into this we Came to L.A. to become rich and famous and the next Beatles. And after about about two months, uh, we didn't become famous yet. So the band started to splinter and guys left. And Steve and I made a commitment that we would stay. So what we did... Is we, we uh, you know started working in schools with special needs kids, which allowed us to work, you know, six hours a day and then we'd have time in the evening for our music to do the pop stuff. Okay. We were only gonna do that, man, for like six months. Turn it <laughs> into almost seven years. <laughs>
0: oh, wow. oh, man. And,
1: you know, we continually did our music at night and we we actually ended up building a recording studio and you know I, I got into writing pop tunes and all of that <clears throat> and then in 1975 we decided that we needed to move on we needed to pursue our recording career as adult artists and we the first thing we decided to do now that we had a studio we said let's make an album of these children's songs we've been doing in the schools so that we can leave it behind to all the teachers that were supportive of us. And we took this darn record to a teacher convention in Dallas, Texas. And we, we took 250 LPs with us.
0: <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs>
1: and we, we figured, okay, we'll probably bring 200 back. But we ended up, to make a long story short, we did a couple of performances there and we had an exhibit booth. We actually had to... Order back to LA after a day and a half, another two hundred and fifty. So we actually sold four hundred and fifty in a three three and a half day period. Nice. And that was that was the beginning of Greg and Steve.
0: So okay. So you. That's a, um, that's a really kind of unique and different way to get into it because you guys weren't you know, going down to radio stations. That's what I did. I, you know, I had my first LP, and I just started going to radio stations with it. Instead, you guys went to a teacher's convention, so it's a different market.
1: It, it is. And further to that, uh, after we got back, I put a box of records in the back of my Volkswagen and I went to a, about 25 educational supply stores that were all around Southern California.
0: Wow. And
1: I walked in with the box of records under my arm and say, hey, ma'am, uh, here's here's a demo record of Greg and Steve. Uh, you, you can play it in your store. All those stores had record players in them at that time. So we gave them a free demo. And if they wanted to order some, I, they had the way to, to call us. So... Believe it or not, we started getting all kinds of orders. And, uh-huh. and then, Rob, then, this is all pre-internet. All we right. went down to the county library, and we went into a section where they had phone books from all the major cities in the U.S. And we, we opened them <laughs> up to uh, all the school supply things in the Yellow Pages, wrote all the stuff down, came back to the office, and... Started calling them one by one, so that that was the antique Google. That, right, that was, right. The that telephone was pre- book, pre-, pre Google. Yes,
0: I think you know, for the young artists that are starting out, particularly ones that are watching now, um, you know, uh, young people out there, don't don't be scared by these stories of having <laughs> to actually physically leave your house to do stuff. Um uh, you know Greg and I both came up doing a lot of that kind of thing and now it's really easy to approach record companies or fans or um uh potential radio stations because everybody's got an email address a lot of them have Facebook um a lot of them have Instagram or TikTok and you can take your music and you can you know send high quality mp3s all over the place without ever having to leave your room but um, before we get to that thing about leaving your room and exercise and what's going on with teenagers right now, you got a, I want everybody to see this. You got something in the mail today that looks incredible and you wanted to open it during the show. Can you show everybody what that is?
1: Oh, I can. Yeah. Um, in fact, let me see. This is 35 years in the making. This is a gold single. I know that you're probably seeing a lot of reflection. Nice. But, uh, I co-wrote wow. a song uh, in the what eighty six with a guy that most people would know now as Babyface, but I knew him as Kenny Edmonds. And we ended up getting it recorded by a group called Climax. And I'd still say yes was a top ten pop record.
0: Wow, I remember that.
1: yeah, man. And uh, it's kind of a wedding song even still. and, uh, you know, it gets played a lot. In fact, a little trivia I'd still say yes was a number one hit in Hawaii by two different artists. <laughs> and uh, uh, the p- first one, of course, was Climax. And this second one was a-, a group called Island Blend. And Ooh. it came out like 20 years later, 25 years later, and became a number one hit. So that's the only song in Hawaii that's ever done that.
0: Well, wow, that's incredible. Well, you know, it's um, it's an interesting thing—the creative process and writing and getting songs recorded. Because I've even been noticing as I uh, do this show, the Planet Mullins podcast that we're filming right now, that things that I did a year ago when I first started are starting to become more popular now than they were a year ago. And music is the same kind of thing. Like you can. Go back and listen to something you did a really long time ago. And yeah, while the you know production techniques and sounds and this and that change, still a quality song is a quality song, obviously, as proof by the gold record that you just got in the mail today. That's incredible.
1: Yeah, man, it's great. And, you know, uh, to your point, you know, the albums that we recorded in the 70s, Greg and Steve, 75 was the first one, okay. 78 the second and so on. Those albums still sell today. And, you know, fortunately, we're in the genre where we we actually still sell CDs, believe it or not. Wow. uh, It's we're sort of an anomaly. um,
0: Well, I remember um, reading one article or write up about you guys um, not that long ago that said you'd sold over five million albums. And I was thinking that's a pretty good number for guys that were just. Driving around in Volkswagens, handing out LPs to the <laughs> elementary school teachers in the beginning. That's a that's a lot of product. But um, going back to the album, the new album. Let's see if I've got this right. Is called "Get Up and Dance." Song it and it stories is. that rock. Right.
1: That is correct.
0: And what I think, um, you know, and we've known each other a long time. I've I've uh, been a fan of you guys, and I remember. When you got your first Grammy nomination, which was a few years back, and then watching some videos of your live shows, and you guys sell out everywhere you go. I mean, uh, Thousand Oaks, Performing Arts Center, and Center Redondo Beach, and you've got all these parents and these kids, and I think that it's just really a public service in a way. I mean, I know you're getting getting money to do these gigs and stuff, but what a great way to kind of impact young people and then a lot of times it's really young people that attend right right
1: oh yeah the 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 average age that come to a greg and steve are four five six year olds and you know sometimes early elementary but uh okay you know i i have one funny story to tell you okay uh, we did two shows in New York uh, City about, well, somewhere in the early nineties. I don't remember the exact time, but okay. we did the, we did two sold out shows in the main hall at Carnegie Hall. And wow. <laughs> Rob, that's that's a twenty eight hundred seater man. <laughs>
0: wow.
1: And, you know, the, they, the kids were bused in from the schools and we actually, believe it or not, we had CNN come and they wanted to shoot the show just for, you know, because the, we were doing a story on the business uh, channel for, uh, for uh, CNN. Okay. And the, uh, the theater would only let them shoot from the very back. They didn't allow them to get up close. So all we got are these shots from way in the distance and seeing from, you know, the very back of the room. And before the music started, it looked like the place was nearly empty because all the the kids were sitting down. And as soon as the music started, 2,800 seats started bouncing up and down.
0: (laughs) Uh, Wow, that's hilarious because with the kids that little and sitting down, from a rear camera angle, the place would look completely empty because there's so pretty
1: short. much, and then you know there were teachers, and of course some kids were a little taller than others, but it it was just really hilarious.
0: No, oh, that's great, man. Well, the uh, the idea of music and movement has been a common theme through all of your albums with, with the uh, with your band Greg and Steve, and I just think uh, hats off to you guys for that because. Now, if you watch any kind of media, there's a, um, what are they calling it? The teenage obesity crisis is something that's there. And then there's uh, depression and suicide and all this stuff. And I think a lot of that could be attributed, and I'm no parenting expert, but I'm just saying a lot of that could be attributed to just people not being physical, not getting out and exercising, Right.
1: Well, there's no question of that. I mean, you remember when we were kids, uh, although I'm certainly older than you, but we were actually uh, outside playing all day. And, uh, you know, we just had to be in by the time the streetlights came on. Right. And uh, and now kids are sitting at home on their phones or their iPads or whatever device they have. And they're Instagramming and TikToking and doing whatever. And they're not moving. So that's always been something we believe is really important. And, and not, it's not only just a physical thing in the sense of exercise, but um, children need to develop their fine and gross motor skills for reading and all kinds of uh, activities that are important as a child or growing up as a child, growing to adulthood. So, you know, we've always done it and we'll keep doing it as long as uh, we do th- do this.
0: I think it's, I think it's really great, man, because the uh, the whole thing with the, with the internet age, which is fairly recent in history. I mean, we've only had the internet for what, like 40 years or 50. And well,
1: listen, I don't think it's that long, but in terms of uh, the way we interact with people on the internet is, uh, you know, I think it's, Right around the turn of the century, as uh, I recall.
0: So. Yeah, there's there's that, and that has certainly impacted you know how everybody develops and spends their time. And then more recently, the whole thing with the virus. I mean, um, and I I know just from us talking uh, in the past that you, you guys had a lot of gigs that got canceled during. Oh, the-
1: God, yeah, about thirty five. Wow, <laughs> and. Uh, You know, we we really haven't done any gigs uh, since the pandemic started. And, you know, because our our music is so interactive, uh, we didn't feel like it would be um, effective doing Zoom stuff, you know. And uh, I I guess we could have. But, you know, Steve and I uh, had a lot of stuff going on we had to, to do, and we were starting to record. So, you know, we were focusing on that really.
0: Right. Well, do you have a gig, uh, any upcoming gigs that we can tell people about? Are you still kind of re-piecing your live gig life? Because that's where I'm at. I'm just re-piecing my, my life after all the cancellations.
1: You know, we I think we've got some gigs canceled, or not canceled, uh, booked for 2022. Um, but, you know, uh, there's nothing firmed up yet because... As you know, the schools are being really, really strict about it, and, and you know, teachers, oh, uh, yeah. I haven't completely come back yet, so you know, everything is really up in the air, and uh, so I don't know, man. I, I hope, I hope we do it soon because I really miss it.
0: Yeah, I would. I think it's uh, you know, just in the few things that I've done coming back, I I personally just really miss it because it's important to my mental health to go out and play and interact with people and do that, do that thing because um, I've been just doing it my whole life since I was a little kid. And just all of a sudden to have no interaction and no shows, it was weird, man.
1: Yeah. I I can completely identify. Look, you know, Steven, I've been performing for large groups of kids for 45 years and to all of a sudden not be doing that. I mean, aside from missing the interaction and the performing with kids, which is so much fun, man. I uh, I put on about 10 uh, pandemic pounds.
0: pandemic <laughs> pounds. Yeah, I've got a few of those floating around here. Well, um, <laughs> there's something else that uh, everybody should know about you and your kind of, you know, quadruple threat style career is that um, you're working with a phenomenal singer now that just did a PBS special. Her name is... Sangita Carr. And that is, that is correct. Gita a few years ago, and even um, had the opportunity to meet her at my last gig that I did in L.A. before the pandemic, you brought Sangita down to Pierre's Fine Pianos to meet me. And uh, subsequently now, here it is a couple of years later, and I'm seeing that she's got a PBS special out. Tell me about that.
1: Wow, yeah. You know, well, we actually could have had it done easily a year ago okay but with the pandemic you know it it was difficult to even uh try to put something together and even at the end of the day we did it in front of uh no audience we had to film it on a uh sound stage wow and so it was we had to create the visual stuff to make it interesting and my God, the people that uh, Sangita had come in and do the the all of the uh, the graphic stuff to go with each song, it's just absolutely stunning. Anyway, it's part of a concert series on PBS called Front and Center, okay. and um, Sangita's show was the last show of the uh, of the series that was that has shown, and it's going to show for the next. 11 months after you know now but uh wow.
0: we're
1: we're we're thrilled because sangita's show has gotten so much more uh clicks on it and watches than than most of the other ones and quite to our surprise and honestly quite to the surprise of the uh the series front and center and uh that they, they even had a show rob of glenn campbell's last performance at uh, the troubadour in well, Sangidi has beat that one up by by a long shot. So
0: well I've seen um just little clips of it and for uh for anyone out there that doesn't know what PBS is because I know some of the kids that are tuning in uh might not even know what that is. It's a television network. It's an old <laughs> school television network. <laughs> You know, public broadcasting systems. Um, I did a special for them in 1991 that is still on air. And um, it's a great uh, a great national thing that we have here in, uh, in the United States that does a lot of artsy, really cool kind of things. And when I saw the clips from Sangeeta's thing, it did look to me like that would be something younger people would really like just because of how stunning. I mean, obviously the music is incredible and she's a great singer, but the visual parts of it are just kind of breathtaking and different. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. It really pulls you in. Also with that special, Rob, we, we were really blessed and uh, we were able to get John Anderson from the group Yes to perform, to record, write and produce, let me back up, write and produce two songs that were in the special, and one of them, John actually was singing with Sangita, and he was supposed to be on the set with her during the, the taping, but we had to do a, a remote kind of a thing, because John has uh, underlying issues that made it, you know, really impossible for him to come, but so, but the music is incredible. And then one other, I mean, there were so many incredible off the chain performers, but Jake Shimabukuru, who is the uh, ukulele uh, god, he they call him the uh, Jimi Hendrix of the ukulele. <laughs> he, did, he, he did a duet with Sangeeta that is just the most stunning piece. Just the two of them, Sangita singing and Jake on ukulele and, Pretty amazing, man. Just really gorgeous.
0: So, um, is there a title to her episode or show or anything we can share with people?
1: Yes. Thank you for asking. It's uh, actually the the series you can do a uh, I, I think you can even do a Google or a YouTube search. Uh, it's front and center Sangita car and friends. Sangita is spelled S-A-N-G-E-E-T-A. And then K-A-U-R okay. and Friends. So. And
0: then, um, you know, I, I want to just, you know, as we wrap up, I want to congratulate you again on your new record and all of your accomplishments. And if people wanted to find out more about you and your album and you and Steve, the Invisible Man, um, how would they do
1: not it? Not completely. Yeah, I
0: <laughs> and uh, yeah, be sure and give Steve a shout out when you see him. I haven't seen him in way too long. Um, but what's the best way for people to find your music and to uh, get involved with this incredible, it's kind of like a fitness program, really. It's music.
1: Well, it, it, it is, but it, it, I mean, it's more than that, but largely everything that we try to do, we try to incorporate some kind of a movement or interactive thing with it. And uh, cool. it's really important for kids. So anyway, they can reach us at www.gregandsteve.com dot com. Okay. And it's and the and is uh, rather than an ampersand. And uh, you know, if you if you even just do a search, Greg and Steve, you'll find about fifty thousand <laughs> links come up. I guess <laughs> there's a lot of stuff out on us, and you know, even in the, even in the post office on the wall, we got stuff, man. So i man, would that's nice incredible,
0: stuff. Greg. Well, thanks so much for taking time out of your. <laughs> Busy schedule to uh, appear on the Planet Moments podcast and sincere congratulations and good luck with everything that you're doing and continued best into the future, man. You're uh, you're one of the good guys.
1: <laughs> oh, man, that's too kind of you, Rob. And listen, you know, I, I, I want to thank you. You know, you you'll remember uh, this has to be 25 years ago. Now, you actually uh, recorded with Greg and Steve. You did a couple of tunes with us.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, and uh when you come back on on the next episode, let's talk about us in the studio with Hoyt Axton, the greatest
1: Oh there you go, yeah <laughs>
0: let's save that for your next appearance because uh we had some epic days with Hoyt, the amazing composer who wrote for Elvis and all that, so we'll do that on the next one, but for now folks we're we're gonna say we're signing off, thanks for watching. The podcast is uh, still in season two. We've got 37 episodes out there and you can find it on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, tune in and uh, any audible, any, anywhere you want. So uh, please check out uh, Greg's music and, and my show on the other links. Take care. Bye-bye.
1: Thanks, Rob.